Well, I think to be fair, it was expected. Um, and I think the fact that it was expected is where the disappointment lies. And that is, you know, it has come down to the fact that a choice has had to be made for the South African people between their right to vote and their right to be healthy and safe and alive. And our view is that if matters have been handled correctly, um, this would not have been necessary. And by that we mean if we had had a better vaccinated population and if the IEC had been more active in leading the readiness for these elections and communicating the measures that they were going to take to keep South Africans safe, it wouldn't have come down to this choice. Mm-hmm. Action SA says it does not believe that voting should proceed at all costs, but rather that it must be guided by the prevailing infection levels and the immunity levels of South Africans. But this is almost similar to what the former Deputy Chief Justice, Dikhang Mosaneke, is saying, that he took advice of leading scientists. So tell us about uh, your proposal on this particular issue. Without question. So, I mean, I think the point here is not to say that we are disagreeing with uh, the de- former Deputy Chief Justice. I think he has done a very difficult task, and he's done it very thoroughly and very well. But it is the circumstances in which he has completed this task that made it, relatively speaking, a foregone conclusion. And we say that, for example, because in the report that he has published, there is a poll in which 61% of South Africans say they think the election should be postponed. And it is our contention that that statistic can only exist in a society where the IEC has not played a leadership role in talking about how they will run safe elections and communicating that with sufficient volume that the people of South Africa can feel confident that they can vote safely. Now, the Economic Freedom Fighters was one of the political parties that pushed for the postponement of the elections. But you have mentioned that with this outcome of the IEC has allowed itself to be led by the vested interests of political parties and not providing the leadership envisaged in the constitutional authority on elections. Elaborate on that. Well, it's exactly that. I mean, the IEC is the, is the constitutional authority on elections in South Africa. It required a process a long time ago where the IEC would have said, you know, there have been 75 general elections in the year 2020. We've analyzed them. This is the best practice model that has emerged. These are the things that we must avoid. And this is what we are recommending for South Africa. And by all means, at that point, it would be great to have political parties and other key stakeholders participating in the discussion. And once that plan is adopted, critically, it has to be communicated across the length and breadth of South Africa. So a voter in the most rural part of South Africa or in a major city of South Africa can all understand these are the measures being taken by the IEC and that they can go and cast their vote without fear of becoming ill. That hasn't happened here. Political parties have led this discussion, and as Justice Musaneke pointed out himself, the problem with that is political parties have a vested interest. Well, that's where we've got to leave it. Action SA National Chairperson Michael Beaumont. The Executive Chairman of the Institute of Election Management Services in Africa and former Vice Chair of the Independent Electoral Commission, uh, Commission the IEC, Terry Tsalane, had earlier strongly motivated for an election postponement. He joined us on the line for further details. A very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Uh, Good morning to you and your listeners. Now, in your submission to the inquiry, you had proposed that elections should be postponed until May next year. What is your reaction to the announcement for the elections in February? I think I would have been surprised if uh, Justice Musanaga would have come to a different conclusion. And um, 
biggest concern has always been the fact that uh, we are operating under very difficult circumstances where the pandemic has really claimed so many lives. But apart from the pandemic having claimed so many lives, the president has imposed certain restrictions in society. The citizens have been confined to their homes, and also um, political parties are not, be able, are not able to exercise their rights uh, in terms of Section 19 of the Constitution. Now, uh, this would obviously affect the quality of the elections to the extent that I don't think that it would have been feasible to really hold uh, free and fair elections under the circumstances. Uh-huh. The report is on the table now. What is going to be the next step for the IEC following the announcement? And perhaps can the IEC reject that report? Well, the IEC can reject the report. Uh, but remember that the IEC does not set the date of an election. The date of election is set, especially for the municipal election, uh, is set by the Minister of Cogta in terms of Section 24 of the Municipal Structures Act. So it would mean that the IEC would have to invoke uh, Section 8, Subsection 1 of the Municipal Electoral Act, uh, which basically empowers the Commission to approach the person who has set the date of the election uh, to postpone the election uh, if the conditions do not exist for free and fair elections. So it would mean that the IEC would have to approach the minister, submit the report to the minister, and then after having done so, uh, the minister, and probably with the support of the IEC, would have to approach the constitutional court, because in a constitutional democracy, uh, the constitutional court is the custodian of our constitution. Uh, in order for the constitution, uh, in order for uh, the elections to be postponed, they would have to motivate the constitutional court, like they've done with the by-elections where they approach the electoral court and ask for the postponement.